Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Welcome into another edition of The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien and my Sharona self. Uh, <laughs> I'm here with this is Mark, guys. This, this is, is Mark. Um, how's it going, buddy? I, I, I'm I got doing the, much better than you, evidently, yeah. my friend. I'm sorry you're not feeling great. Yeah. I know it's. Uh, I appreciate you doing this with me. No, even though, I wanted uh, to jump on talk to you. I'm a slave so. driver here. You just are making you <laughs> do the podcast with making me, me, even though you're sick. Making me work through sickness and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got the. I got the. I don't know if I got the vid or the streptitis or the, I don't know what it is. But <laughs> you have a concoction of things. Something. Think, so. It's five days. It's not letting me go. So the day's, oh. day's five. And I was like, all right, I got to get up and do something. You know, <laughs> you ever get so sick that you're like, I've got to like, eventually you're like, okay, I can't lay in the bed any longer. I've got to do something. <laughs> That's right. right. Yes, absolutely. It gets old after just a couple of days. You're like, oh, I got to get out of here. Everything, so. like, even when the body aches and stuff went away, like, then you just then you, then you can't tell because the body aches of laying in the bed constantly <laughs> are like, right. are like, okay, do I still hurt from the cold or do I hurt from just being <laughs> here? Right. So. <laughs> Anyway, that's well, right. The great thing about what we do is we don't have to be. I don't have to contaminate you, right? So we that's right. Be no, in the same room, right. so you don't have to be in here with me. That's, that's right. right. Or I wouldn't be doing this. That's right. You, you to go home. <laughs> you go away. <laughs> that's right. You put up garlic or something. You know, trying to work me <laughs> off like a vampire. That's right. That's uh, right. But uh, anyway, all of that aside, uh, we got all sorts of sidetracked. We're going to talk a little bit today, Nathan, uh, about some of these bank collapses, right? So at the time yeah. we're taping this, it was just another thing where J.P. Morgan, I guess, went ahead and took over. First Republic, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, just, they did just this week. Uh, so, you know, there's been a string uh, of this stuff going on, and and should we, you know, should we trust some of the expert conversation, mm-hmm. or, you know, should we dig a little deeper, or what, you know, what's going on here? And so you think about the SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank, uh, Credit Suisse uh, yeah. as well, which I think is French, right? Um, yeah, or Canadian, French Canadian, whichever. That's right. Uh, First Republic, just a few of the banks that have experienced, you know, some serious turmoil and, and, and collapse in the last couple of months. So how should the average investor, American investor, respond with their money, or not even just an investor, just in general, right? I mean, yeah, do we I mean, pull should it? you be scared of your local bank, right? right you know, right. And that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, well, we think about the Greece situation a few years ago. That's yeah. kind of what happened there too, right? That's People right. started running to the bank because the bank, the country was having problems, and they expanded that problem, made it worse. Yes, you yes. know, so that's right. That's one thing we don't want to necessarily do. I mean, Biden went on and said, look, the bottom line is Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe, uh, that your deposits are safe, you know, and that they're going to try mm-hmm. to do whatever they got to do. But it still makes people nervous. It does. And I think they kind of proved that with the, you know, basically they came in and said with SVB and all these others, they've said, you know, we're going to insure everything above the $250,000 FDIC limit. You know, they right. came back and said that. And so um, they were able to look at the system, look at the situation, look at everything, look at FDIC and say, you know, is this something that we can do, even though the rules are that, you know, 250000 or less is what we insure. And you can, of course, 
spread that out across different accounts and things. But the, the issue with a lot of these banks is they had a lot, millions and millions and millions of dollars that was way over the uh, the FDIC limits there. So mm-hmm. SVB, I think, had a hundred and hundred and seventy billion over that amount. So it was a lot of money that was not insured. And so, um, you know, the, with them coming in, the, the, the government basically coming in and saying, hey, it's okay. Well, that gives some confidence there. But are you able to, you know, actually do that? Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, you th- that, and, you, so. and you think, you know, do I go down and take a little, do I take a little out? Do I take a lot out? Whatever yeah. the case is. Yeah, and, right. and we've got a couple of things here from some of the, the big talking heads on this situation. I just kind of want to get your, you know, feedback on a, on a more, I guess, local or smaller scale level, right? Yeah. So okay. like this, this is a crisis of, of some banks, not a banking crisis. Uh, that's Stephen Kelly from Yale, who's a, a financial stability, uh, I guess, researcher. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of playing downplaying the fact that it's a, it's a banking issue. It's more of a individual. And, and to that point, if you think about SVB, and you and I briefly talked about this a couple of weeks back, I believe, but there's a basic lesson in there that applies to what we talk to all your you know listeners and clients about is basic diversity or diversi- diversification. Right. diversification yeah. And they didn't yeah. do that. Like as no. a bank, they actually right. had way too much in the same thing. So did they That's right. fall from that simple of a mistake? Look, it appears to be that case. Yeah, know? it does. I mean, you know, they weren't an old bank, but they weren't young either. I mean, they were started back in the 80s, I think, maybe late 80s. But they had um, ridiculous for, growth the last oh, five years. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I mean, just just astronomical growth. And it was because of all the venture, the risky stuff, the venture capital stuff that they were doing. And and really, ultimately, it came down to they didn't have enough people borrowing funds from them, you know, so just like every other bank out there, if they don't have enough people to loan money to, they're not just going to sit on that cash. They're going to take that money and invest it in, in bonds. Yeah. And, and so that's what they did. And long-term, long-term, bonds. Yeah, yeah. long-term bonds. And so, um, the issue with that is, you know, interest rates have been rising. Everybody knows that. So when interest rates go up, the value of bonds goes down. And so they had lost a tremendous amount of money over the past year. That's what's happened with all these banks that are having troubles is they've, they've lost a lot of their funds because of what they invested in. And they aren't able to meet that demand uh, for liquidity that their clients, that their bankers yeah. are requesting. Their, their patrons, so, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So when they, um, you know, when the people go in and say, hey, I need all my deposits because I've heard you guys are struggling, which it's always something that kind of triggers and that's that kind of what that's kind of what happened, right? They started, yeah, you know, right. A few right. words they had got a reporting, out here and there. Right. They had a report and they had to sell some bonds. SVB had to sell some bonds and had some issues. And so, and they had to report that. And so when people saw that, they were like, Oh wow, this bank is struggling, and so then, get then there yeah. was a run on the bank. None of this would have happened if everybody would have just stayed calm. But that's just not what people do. Oh yeah, know? well, so, we we get kind of. I mean, hopefully, most people realize like if you put a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, it's not in a box in the safe with your name <laughs> on it right. that no one ever touches. No, that's right. Right. Yes, I mean, they right. reuse I think most that. Most people understand. Yeah, that. I think yeah. they do, yeah. but yeah. when it comes to well, before something happens, I'm gonna go get mine out. Then we don't think about it that way right right you have my money so no. i want it back so let me go get it and that's, that's fine right. but they couldn't cover that that's and, right. and that's no bank can no. If, if everybody does that no bank can right. cover it that's right. how they operate yeah so. and that's a simple lesson back to our own planning for our own futures 
as well. I mean, so this major, major business made a serious mistake. And, you know, it's like That's you can right. make one too, right? You can yes. make the same kind of thing by having, you know, way too much large cap, let's say. Just right. like you've got everything right. in large cap and you're like, well, I'm super diversified because I got all these companies that are in large I've cap. I've got 500 different large caps here. Yeah, well, well yeah, large cap takes a beating, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then you just took a beating, right? <clears throat> that's true. So yeah. that that was kind of one way of that, that they kind of kind of broke that down. And I think that's probably accurate. It's really more of a crisis of some banks not a banking crisis. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. Another yeah, another gentleman, uh, uh, Ron Lever, a New York Times columnist, said, "If you if you embrace inaction in this turbulent moment, uh, you may have it right." And so I think mm. you know what he's yeah. kind of saying here is is that do nothing approach, right? Which it's yeah. hard to do. It is. Yes, but it is. To your point, if they, people hadn't made a panic run, it mm. may not have gotten as bad. That's right. And a lot of times that happens with the market. I mean, we we get afraid oh, of something, you know, and we get we get fearful of the market going down or the market going up. And so we make hasty decisions based on that short term movement. And um, and that can be with markets that can be with your retirement plan or whatever. And so it's good to just sit back, take a breather. Let's see what's going to happen here and not, you know, just have knee jerk reactions to things. You know, sometimes that's good, but most of the time it's not. I mean, most of the time you need to sit back, look at your plan, make sure that, you know, everything still fits. And if your plan is built appropriately, then you've already factored in all this volatility. You know, we, we haven't had really a great year or so in the market. It's been a little over a year. The market's been down from its previous high. So it is working its way back up now and, and right. markets are up tremendously from October, you know, but but they're still not back up to that previous high. So, um, you know, we're we're looking for that. Everybody's looking for that to get back to that point and then growth from there. And um, sometimes it just takes a little time. Just, you know, make sure that that's part of your plan and you'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. And planning is a is a major aspect of that. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a strategy no matter what your size is. Right. So yes, and, and sometimes right. inaction is tough to do, but maybe it is the best course once in a while. Yeah. Uh, very hard to do. But that's again, that's where that professional hopefully comes into play saying, OK, this is I know this is tough, but here's why not making a move could make sense. And I'll help talk you through it. Right. Yeah, um, that's right. Okay, so let's talk about the dip conversation because it's always buy the dip, buy the no. dip, right? <laughs> yeah, um, and so right. Uh, investors <laughs> should avoid buying the uh, buying the bank sector dip, says uh, Austin Graff, a portfolio manager for an ETF firm. Uh, he acknowledges that buying the dip has been a rewarding strategy the last 15 years, and that's true. Uh, but, you know, he says it may not be the wisest course moving <laughs> forward, right? Because... Yeah. <laughs> You think? <laughs> right, because we don't know, because we, we were on this 13-year run, right? 14-year right. run. Yeah, so right, right now, there's just so much volatility that, how do you, I mean, you're still talking about market timing. You yeah, know? I mean, there, yes, that's exactly right. You are. And so you don't buy any dip like that with a sector of the market. You just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this the, the financial sector is what it is. It's volatile, you know, all that kind of, every sector of the market is volatile. So. Right. Um, you know, they they talk about companies being undervalued and may not know how to value companies and stuff like that. Well, that doesn't even mean anything half the time because they guess it wrong even when they try to value it. So 
the thing is, don't don't buy the dips in a sector. Diversify it. Maybe buy dips in the overall market. Yeah, that's fine. And if you're if you're investing in your four hundred one k or making contributions to your IRAs and things, you're doing that anyway. So you're buying those those dips in the overall market. But don't focus on well, I'm going to try to buy you know financials while they're down or tech while they're down or whatever. And don't do that. That's yeah. just not. You don't know how long that's going to take to come back um, or what's going to happen over the next six months with that. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's definitely, it's easy to want to kind of get into the, you know, that, uh, that hit and run kind of thing, but it's not a good idea to do. Yeah. Especially with it as you're approaching retirement. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's round out the conversation here on just some of this banking stuff with some, some questions that have come across uh, and different things that you and I interact with. So people are saying stuff like, okay, so should I spread my money out across multiple banks? Does that help? Is that a safer banking strategy? For example, like with that, with the FDIC limit, right? Well, so if, yes. I mean, yes, so I have money right. in two different banks. Does that yeah, help me I'm, stay? That's protected? fine. I mean, a lot of people don't have you know half a million in cash that they're sitting on. So right. Hopefully, they're investing those and doing something wise with that instead of sitting it in cash to you know. But but there are people that do have that. So yes, I mean, I mean, make even sure if you're not you over fall. the limit though, Nathan. Like, let's say you got a hundred thousand. And you just want to put fifty in two different banks because it just makes you feel better. I guess it's not. That's it's fine. fine. Yeah, right? that's fine. I mean, you know that that's fine to do that. There's no reason to do that besides it making you feel better. Okay. I mean, the, the insurance is there. FDIC is is there, and you get your money super quick. It's not like with uh, with an insurance company. If an insurance company goes bankrupt, mm-hmm. then um, in in the state of Tennessee, there are some guarantees, some protections that are in place, and, okay. and a lot of states have that, but. You know, it may take six months or six years to get your money back with that. Where, you know, with uh, with a bank, it's a few days. You gotcha. know, it's not very not very long in that situation. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah, just be wary of that uh-huh. and understand that you know that's something that um, you've got to. I mean, I'm talking with a client later this week that fortunately has the issue of you know just not able to handle all of that in one bank. They gotcha. Um, they, their cash limits are too much, and so we need to. Do something else with that. And, is that per is that it per banks. account or per bank? So like if you have two it's different per accounts, account, it's per account. Yeah, okay, it's per account. So you can have an individual and a joint and and those kind of things. And, and, and each that one has the coverage. Raise that each one has the two hundred fifty thousand. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's All right. right. Uh, and then questions like are CDs safe if a bank was to go down? If you had a CD at, at a particular bank, is that covered? They fall under that same rule. So two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They okay. do with that. So uh, now, of course, unfortunately, the market does not. Right. So. <laughs> what what do we do if the market goes down? Well, yeah, that's, it has a guarantee on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <Not>. no, nope. <laughs> no, there's nothing there with the market. So that's, uh, you know, that was really who was hurt with all these banking collapses was the investors in those bank stocks. I mean, they're, they're the ones that lost everything. The government came in and, and ended up insuring all of the deposits, but the investors did not get insured, of course. And so the ones that had the bank stock and in, in those, that's all gone. Uh, yeah, and and so that that went to zero. Okay, in a day and a half. By the way, that was super fast. Yeah, do you see uh, any similarities? To, uh, you know, like people start to get a little worried thinking about the you know the two thousand eight crisis, right? To the yeah. Oh one. yeah, definitely. Could that you yeah. know could that one lead to the next and cause our next big you know? I don't think so. I mean, you know, there because I, like you and I were kind of talking about ahead of time. I mean, the big banks they have some different regulation, you know, and so they're not having this issue. The big, big banks, the SVB was big, 
but they're not they as They were still considered like, regional, right? Right, yeah. they were. And so they're not as big as like Chase or something like that. So, um, you know, the, the big banks have different rules, different regulations. That's where the majority of the money is in our country. And so they're not having issues with this kind of thing. You know, that's that's not going to be an issue. This is not like 2008 because of that. Okay. Yeah, some of the parameters um, they put in place. That's right. Yeah. And that's right. There's some safeguards and some things that the government basically has done uh, with those big banks. And that's this has been going on since 2008 or 9, I guess, when Obama did that Frank Dodd Act. And so that was really when those rules came in and have kind of been there to protect it since that time. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, I th- takeaway, I think, from a lot of this conversation is, is we got to not panic. It's hard to do. Right. But you can't panic. And and when we start to make runs on things, that's when it just makes it even worse. Right. It does. If everybody's (laughs) trying to run down and take the money out, then that just kind of expands and and compounds the situation. So uh, if you've got some questions, if you need some help, if you're a little unsure or if you want to think about other options of other places to maybe move your money into slowly or safely or whatever, then there's nothing wrong with that. But certainly do that, you know, um, I guess, systematically versus just wholesale and have yes, a conversation right. with your advisor before you do so. I mean, you might want to look at, you know, people, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to get more into insurance based products right now because that's totally different. The insurance world is totally different than the banking world. It so. is. Yeah, it is. And, and, and there's risk with everything. There so is there's risk there with, is. with that, with stocks, with everything, which is so why you got to talk just, to your advisor. That's right. Understand yep. what you're doing. Yep. Okay. So thanks for hanging out with us folks. Uh, so a little, a uh, little under the weather today, but appreciate you uh, tuning into the podcast and hopefully you got a little something from that uh, conversation. If you need some help, as always, when it comes to anything financially related, especially for your retirement, reach out to Nathan and get yourself onto his calendar for a conversation. If you're not already working with him, or even if you are and you need to touch base with him on something, uh, you can find him online at thefinancialanswer.com. Thefinancialanswer.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. He's a registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor, uh, and the founder at O'Brien and Associates. My friend, thanks for hanging out. Have yourself a good week. Oh, thank you. Hope you do too. Hope you get well soon. I'm going to try. I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to hit the, uh, the dock for pretty soon here. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so. definitely. Give me, give me some harder stuff, man. So. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, have yourself a great one, folks. Don't forget to subscribe to us, and we'll see you next time here on The Financial Answer. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.